0: Welcome to the Live Long Lead Well Broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones and today I'm gonna help you to get money off of your mind. Stay tuned for today's powerful, powerful discussion. Luke chapter 14 verse 28, for which of you intending to build a tower, sit it not down first and consider the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. I'm so glad you've tuned in today to our podcast because I'm going to be talking about perhaps one of the most troubling subjects that many people have to deal with, and that is the subject of money concerns and money pressures and money woes. I want to help you to get money off of your mind. How much more creative do you think you'll be when money is the least of your concerns? Listen, for the last 20 six years. I've experienced what it feels like to be debt-free, without lack, having no needs, having no uh, desires that are unmet. My wife and I are not yet 50, and uh, we're mortgage-free. You know, we're just enjoying our lives and spending our time serving the developmental needs of the body of Christ ministering to those to whom we are assigned, and living a life that I believe God has purposed for us to live. Now, I've got to tell you that that's not by accident. Uh, All of these realities that I've just mentioned to you are the result of looking into the Word of God, understanding what the will of the Lord is, and then putting into practice the things that will help to create the kind of lifestyle that I've just mentioned. Now, I want to start with perhaps one of the most fundamental aspects of setting your financial life or your financial house in order. And it really comes from Luke chapter 14, verse 28, where we just read, uh, who builds a tower without first sitting down and considering the cost, whether he has sufficient enough to finish it? You know, there are so many people that have no plan for financial success and the way that you know they have no plan is because there is no budget there's no system for managing their income versus their expenses i want you to think about it imagine if your job managed their resources the way you manage your resources at home would you still be employed Imagine if your church managed the resources the way that you still manage your resources at home. Would the church be open for worship? Probably not. And and that's why we need to take a look at our disciplines, our systems, and what we make our priorities and begin to make strategic adjustments so that we can create and cultivate cultivate the kind of lives that we want to experience. So all of this process of making money the least of our concerns starts with budgeting. You see, systems don't fail people, people fail systems. And so if you have a system of managing your resources, you'll do much better in the prospects of making money the least of your concerns. So you need, first of all, a system of accounting you know um, one of the things that we have on our resource page at www.centerformanifestation.com is a budget expense and income sheet and it basically helps you to look at your income to look at your expenses and to make sure that you balance the two because if you don't manage the difference between your income and your outgo that will be your undoing so I encourage you to grab a copy of a budget sheet and sit down and fill it out, and if if you're married, fill it out with your spouse, so that you can have a common vision and common purse. Now, your system is only as good as your willingness to balance it, so it's important to have a process whereby you sit down and take a review of how you have done the prior pay period or the prior month to make sure that you're actually attaining your goals. You have to have a medium through which you manage your income versus your expenses, and then of course you have to be prudent enough, prudent enough to make adjustments. If you realize that you know you're spending more money than you're bringing in, you got to be able to and willing to make adjustments to those expenditures. A simple rule of money is this: when it comes to bringing balance in your life financially, if you're not making enough money. To meet all of your expenses, you either have to cut your expenses, or you have to increase your earnings. It's pretty simple. You either have to cut your expenses. Take a look at your expenses and see where can I save money. Uh, maybe you need to stop eating out so much. Cook a little bit extra at night, and uh, take your lunch to work with you. Maybe you need to, you know, uh, uh, look at your insurance and other things that you're paying out. Phone bills and ask yourself, is there any way that I can save money? Whatever it takes, or you need another stream of income which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Now, budgeting really is about planning for the unforeseen. You know, you don't know what shall befall you, what's gonna happen on the earth. And I always tell uh, those who I teach, you should have at least six months worth of your budget in savings, untouched, and unneeded. You know, right now in, in America, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, actually, it's, the pandemic is throughout the world. But I, I've discovered that those who followed the instructions that I had given to them about how to prepare for these times uh, are not are not having any challenges. You know, there's another scripture that says, The wicked borrow and pay not again. But the righteous shows mercy and gives. Uh, And another scripture goes on to say, Owe no man anything but to love one another. So that brings me to my second point or or, uh, discipline that will help you to make money the least of your concerns and to get money off your mind. And that is eliminate your debt. Owe no man anything but love. Create a debt elimination strategy. You know I I look back to 1992 when I got born again and I read the Bible from cover to cover in a space of a year. Uh, So 1993 I, I really began to discover God had a lot to say about money and one of the things I discovered is that God wanted me to eliminate my debt. So I created a plan to eliminate debt $500 a month plus income tax, plus any extra money to get rid of debt. And it was a year and a half later, 1994, that my wife and I came out of debt. We cleared our student loans. We cleared doctor bills. We cleared IRS. You know, we owe the IRS. We cleared everything, and we've never been back in debt since then. But now the only reason that I made the quality decision to eliminate debt was because I discovered that it was the will of the Lord for me to do so. So remember this, debt elimination is about integrity in honoring the agreements that you have made. That's what it's all about. You know, one of the reasons that I didn't have the resources that I needed at the time was because I didn't want to pay people back. I I figured, you know, uh, if I don't have it, then I'll just, you know, not try to make any attempt to... Reach out to them. But I discovered that God will bless your plans. You know, the scripture says, commit your plans to the Lord and he will establish them. You know, also, I never forget the Lord said to me, son, I watch over my words to perform them. You do the same. So that created a pattern, a habit, and a discipline of making sure that I keep my word and pay those who I owe. So be forthright in correcting your wrongs. Contact your creditors, strike deals, you know, and then once you get ahead, remain focused. Remain focused. I see so many who begin to eliminate debt and then once they get a little bit of freedom, they begin making the same kind of choices that got them back into the same situation to begin. Now, another critical key to making money the least of your concerns is Make sure that you are saving some of your earnings. A portion of all of your earnings belong to you. So, as Proverbs twenty-one twenty says, There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Think about that. The scripture says that only a fool spends everything he gets his hands on. So I want you to commit to prioritize paying yourself. I look at it like this. Ten percent or more of your earnings should go to charity, charitable giving and in my case, this to my church, uh, to other ministries. Ten um, percent should be paid to yourself in in your savings. and then the other eighty percent is where you create your lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle is going to look like. Now remember, If you don't budget to save, you won't save. You've gotta make savings a bill that you pay just like you pay all of your other regular expenditures. Now, everyone has something to save. I never forget my first savings goal was only $20 a week. Well, think about that. At the end of one year, that's a little over $1,000. That's $1,000 I didn't have before. So never think that you you don't make enough to save because that's really not the truth. Now remember also, in order to create savings, you have to set realistic savings goals. You can't save your entire check because of course, you have bills, you have expenditures, and there are things that you must take care of within the framework of your budget. So these are some of the principles that You know, and and I often tell people, if you try and sample what I'm saying, it it won't work. These are really principles that uh, I've applied to my life. They are a way of life for me. They've kept me in a prosperous place for many years. And I do believe that because they are a reflection of the wisdom of God and a commitment to doing things God's way, God continues to prosper me through these disciplines. Now, I'm going to give you another scripture that says, In Luke 6, 38, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And I just mentioned this a moment ago. And that is, I believe that we should all be givers. You know, everything we got came from God. The Bible says very clearly That every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. God is consummately the giver. He is our source. One of the reasons that we tithe is because we honor God as our source. And we give offerings because we are generous, because God has been generous to us. And we help the poor because we could be poor. And because when we give to the poor, we lend to the Lord. So charitable, charitable giving is an important part of coming to a place where money is the least of your concerns. You will reap what you sow. Now, I want you to take note of this. Wealth and generosity are inseparable. There's a scripture that says "The generous soul shall be made fat. And that tells me that generosity and prosperity are inseparable. They are attached. Generational wealth is maintained by the transposition of these values. So that's why it's so important to teach these things to your children, your children's children, to make sure that you continue to pass a transgenerational cur- uh, a blessing on to your children instead of a transgenerational curse. And that curse comes in the form of ignorance that brings about demonic agendas into the lives of those That really shouldn't uh, be open to those agendas. Given is godly. Please remember that. And you will reap whatsoever you sow. That's very important to remember as well. Now, I want to share with you another principle that helped me to turn the tide and direction of my finance. And that is, in Ecclesiastes 11.2, it said, But divide your investments among many places. For you do not know what risks might lie ahead. There's another translation that says, Give portion to seven and unto eight. For you do not know what shall befall you upon the earth. In other words, you really should have more than one way that you receive an income. You know, there's a saying, you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. And so I don't believe your job should be the only way that you are compensated. You know, think about your gifts, think about your talents, think about what you have in your house, think about your knowledge. There are so many things that you can create out of all of the talents and opportunities that God has given to you. So think about that. Now remember, once you've reached six months of putting away uh, your savings goal, then you want to take that same 10% and you want to now channel that 10% of your earnings into investments okay think about this when you put money into investments literally you are sending your money to get a job now your money is working for you while you are asleep now i always tell people only invest what you can afford not to lose what you can afford to lose only invest what you can afford to lose. If you cannot afford to lose it, don't invest it. Because remember this, there is an element of risk that is involved with investment. And make sure you seek professional counsel before investing. Now remember, another critical part of determining what kind of investments you are to undertake is that you gotta be able to determine your level of risks. For example, I remember when my children were younger, they're, they're grown, they're adults now, but I remember when my children were younger, my investments were more conservative. I was very careful, I was very cautious because my family was young. Now that my children are adults, I find myself as an investor taking more risk. I'm, I have more uh, tolerance for risk now. Because my children and my family is older. And, of course, because I'm debt-free and mortgage-free. So that makes a difference as well. Now, another critical part of uh, getting money off of your mind is learning to manage your credit, credibility. Okay, Proverbs says, a good name is more desirable than great riches, and to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. What is a good name other than good credit? I believe that your credit is a measurement of how you have used your name in the marketplace. And so that's why we should always do our due diligence to make sure that we maintain our credibility. Maintain your credibility. Now remember this. In order to build credit, you have to use credit. You know, I know some people that say, I I don't trust credit cards and I only use cash well, it's, there's, it's not about trusting or not trusting credit cards. It's about learning how to use credit wisely. So you must use credit to build credit. The proper way to use it is to, to put things on your credit card that you normally would purchase anyway. Put the money away and then pay off the balance in full at the end of each month. Another critical rule is never exceed 30% of the credit limit that has been extended to you. In other words, if you get a credit card line of $900, then you'll only spend $300 and no more on that credit line. This will improve your credit score and will, again, lend to your credibility. Always pay your credit payments on time. Make sure you always pay mortgages, leases, utilities. Make sure you always pay them on time. Okay. Remember also, and I recommend, that you open one card per year. Because again, you can't bill your credit without using the credit system. Now, lastly, remember that you, you have to manage your credit report just like you manage your budget. You literally have to manage your credit report the same way. Because your credit report and your credit score are some of the most vital tools when it comes to endeavoring to accomplish things that you're seeking out to accomplish. Listen, I brought forth this instruction today because I want you to learn how to get money off of your mind. Your most creative self is on the other side of your monetary concerns. I know that you have been encouraged by today's discussion. Once again, if you're interested in getting Dr. Mark Jones to be a part of your next event, reach out to us at 888-538-3577. You can also check me out on www.centerformanifestation.com. You can find out my contact information there. I also want to remind you that we have companion resources on Amazon. For example, you can look up Antoine and the Talking Coin. It is a book on financial literacy to help children to learn how to manage resources. Until we meet next time, would you live long and lead well?